Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. Dude, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo across now eight. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. We got the boys talking about the Malibu. Yeah. We got the got the number one winner, Chris, with us. Uh, Chris, feels good to finally get that monkey off your back, huh? That's right. Chris has never won a tournament with more than four people. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So it felt uh, good. Well, then we got Dixon, who's in Worlds. <laughs> Yay! And then, just like the Olympics, Pete's just getting on the podium with the bronze. Hey, man, podium is podium. There's a lot of people that would still wish they could do that. Also, yeah, so, you're getting really good at Bayou, which is still shockingly like, like so oh, stupid. we finally I get a competitive Bayou, Bayou player. Whoa. I hate Bayou. <laughs> well, so it's funny, though, and we'll talk about this when we get into the actual. We're going to talk about the tournament that Chris and I went to in Raleigh, but we're also going to talk about some terrain things because. Looking at the tournament and talking to people, there's a lot of interesting comments that I've seen over the past week or so just about terrain. And then obviously we want to share with new players some things that you want to keep in mind with terrain because new players can definitely get overwhelmed with all the features that terrain brings to Malifaux. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting with the tournament that I was playing Bayou and there was always in each game an instant where people were like, wait, Bayou does that? Or wait, what does that upgrade do? Or yes. that's a thing? <laughs> yeah, I swear. Bayou's stupid. Dude, the first time somebody gets like tricked by the uh, by the upgrade that gives somebody disguise, they're like, wait, that model doesn't have disguise? Like, this upgrade does give him disguise. Like, it's, <laughs> I, it's shocking to them. I can give everybody disguise. Yeah. I mean, the first time I, I, I was playing uh, Zip, as a Bayou player, I realized, like, wait, I can actually put the upgrade on the Skeeter so I can travel around with Mancha Roja. Hmm, that's actually not bad. And I it just, like, you know, leapfrog Mancha Roja into position and be like, my time is now. My time is now. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing about, about, like, two gremlins in a ghillie suit, it gives you plus one size, it gives you Demai, or sorry, Disguised, and then Demai's ability, it also gives you a Bayou or a... Um, uh, I guess it is just gremlin, a Bayou right? Gremlin, yeah. So, it, and yeah, it's just, it's fun. And people are like, man, that gives you all that crap for two two stones? Sure does. Dude, it gives you a two-point model for two, I mean, it gives you a two-point model and a couple of other rules for two stones on a uh, minion. Like, it's it's incredible upgrade. All three upgrades in, in Bayou are great. It's just... You know, there are other factions that have better ones, and somehow they always take the spotlight. Yeah, and uh, before we get back into the podcast, talking about our main thing, I do want to give a shout-out to our awesome patrons. You guys rock. Uh, definitely creating a lot of awesome content and upgrading all our equipment and stuff because of you. So big shout-out to them. Thank you, guys. Also, also uh, 
make sure that you guys are following us because we do random giveaways. Sometimes weird sends us stuff and we'll do giveaways on the YouTube channel, evil empire, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also ragequitwire.com. We always do that stuff. If you guys want to support us directly, like our awesome patrons, go to patreon.com slash ragequitwire, where you can donate as little as a dollar a month. Appreciate anything to help keep the lights on. Before we get into our main topics, though, of the tournament and then the terrain, something that I thought was interesting is we talked about models that we don't like. And actually, probably the biggest model that we've been getting getting kickback on that I've seen people I've been talking to is actually the bellhop porter. People have been sharing a lot of different ways that they're like, no, this is actually like kind of a legit model. You guys like should probably one, rethink that. One off solutions. I mean, no, no. That, it, so it works well with this one other model. Oh, okay. Well, cool. <laughs> no, is so anything? here I'll give, I'll give you guys a list and then you can tell me what you think about it. All right. So okay. there was a couple people I was chatting with today in the discord and uh and other are gonna, things are we gonna are we gonna talk about the tournament some more or are we gonna yeah we'll get into it after we'll get into oh, after okay. this is only gonna take a few minutes i'm just gonna share okay. what what was shared with me because like i told the people i was talking to i'm not a an explorers player and i'm i don't always look at every model as detailed as a lot of people do so when people tell me like hey there's some cool things I'm like okay i'll bring it up and we'll see if chris and dixon think so or not so a couple of things I'll go through just the list and then you guys can tell me what you think about it. So the biggest thing was talking about how accomplice with decent attacks and then drop the drop markers trigger. I think the drop markers thing is the biggest one. People are like, dude, this is awesome. Cause you can drop them, uh, drop like a pit trap, drop shadow marker, and then, you know, chaos ensues. Uh, also another thing that people were saying is you could do, uh, do the bellhop porter, do maybe an attack, do I've got your back onto somebody like Cooper and then go ahead and accomplice into Cooper. So there was a couple of that. I mean, it's just something that people are doing. Another person said it would be awesome to give shield to the grave goo, accomplice to it, and then engulf a master with that ridiculous dual tell total. So that was another thing somebody said. And then the last one that was kind of a big thing. Uh, let's see here. Was there anything else? Uh, that was kind of it. And then said kind of it had some of the cuter things that you could do with it. Um, they said, obviously, I think the biggest thing people were kind of thinking we were overlooking was the fact that you could accomplish. So you could do these setup bits, but then accomplish into the piece you wanted to. So yeah. I don't know. If I specifically said it uh, when I was talking about um, what you call it. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Oh, extended reach. I compared him to Yamasiko, and Yamasiko can still beat the crap out of people and buff the minions around her. This guy doesn't even do that. I know that people are saying, oh, no, you can still charge and do damage and blah, blah, blah. But the coolest thing he does is give out shielded. And in keyword, models that use the shield, uh, the shielded thing that are seeker models do it better. Uh, for example, Jetsa herself just tells the stupid, uh, the, the goo thing. Hey, walk through that severe and walk through that uh, that water over there and whatever the hazardous terrain, and that's it. That's how he gets the shielded thing. Yeah, absolutely. So the lamplighter will let you push a model whenever it's healed, and you just you beat the you beat the crap out of the grave goo, and then you heal them. And every single time you heal them, you push them one yeah. inch in terrain. You're getting a shield every single time. Yeah, so it's much more functional. Well, uh, and also somebody who was talking about the "I've got your back" thing, right? It 
it's like, okay, you have that, but also you can get that for six points with, I think Euler has, I got your back. So, I mean, you can even save a point on that to do almost the same thing. Better, because if I remember correctly, Euler is the one that can teleport to any enforcer, right? Yeah, by your, by your side, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's. I mean, sorry, like, I I think the Bellhop Porter is just missing that extra thing. And I, and well, I, I think he it. does. I think his tricks do a lot of things that a lot of stuff in Explorers already does. I think if yes. I was talking to Wilson about it and he was like, I think you're really underestimating accomplice. I'm like, you're probably right. Maybe. And this model might be better in another faction that doesn't have access to some of these things. Because trust me, if I could drop a marker in Bayou, like drop a pit trap, Every time in Bayou, it's a create for Pit Trap. If I could have a model that let me drop it and then start the chaos, I mean, sure, I would love it. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about this model in Explorers. Yeah, and the marker, the marker thing is great, but um, but every single keyword that puts out markers does it better. I mean, does a lot better. So that's that's the only thing that we're harping on uh, here with this uh, with this podcast is. He's not where he should be at seven points. He doesn't. He doesn't do the damage to merit the accomplice. To be honest, like that was a big miss that I saw. I was like, why is accomplice good when he just doesn't have the damage to actually be scary? Because those are the best models with accomplice or companion. Are the models that just like I'm gonna kill something or hurt it really bad, and then yeah. I'm gonna tell that guy to beat the crap out of you too. Like that. Those yeah. are the. Those are the best models. That's the reason why the emissary in Outcast is so scary, because he can actually give out companion to any beater. Be like, all right, that guy has it. Yeah, I love the I love the feedback, and you know, I look forward to putting them on the table and playing them in a lot of different situations. But what I see is he's not worth the point cost when you could take something else in keyword that does the job better. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, like I said. It's one of those things where if you have, if you find a use for it and it works in your play style and your list, hey, by all means, it works for you. Uh, I just, I would really like it to do something else. <laughs> I'm, I keep saying it. I'm a big fan of if this model gave out upgrades, I would be super happy with it because I could just imagine the the robot throwing stuff to people. So that that would be cool. I'd like to see that. Here's you know, your people who bought it. Yeah, it'd be funny if he hands out like a pistol, you know, like a stat five, one, two, four pistol. It's like yeah, now, something. Yeah, I feel like if he I feel like in his big ass bag, he has to have like bandages or like a first aid kit in there somewhere. It's like heal your stuff up a little bit or something. I don't know. But all right, we're going to get into the actual event that we did. So we're going to kind of go quickly round by round. We'll just say what we played against, what the um what the strats and everything was just so people know what we're talking about. And then we'll kind of give our just feedback about how we did and what we kind of saw when we did the matchups. It was a three round tournament. We ended up having about eight players and, and round one was definitely kind of interesting. So round one, we, it was standard deployment, break the line, vendetta, spread them out, outflank, let them bleed and deathbeds. So we'll start off with Chris. So round one, you have break the line and you actually had an interesting experience with this one. We actually prepped you and I think we prepped you pretty good for this, this pool. So just what, what did you think going into round one? What'd you bring and how, how'd you feel about that list going in? 
Yeah, so round one was all about me putting my opponents uh, on his back foot. Um, I brought bass, so and I brought an entire in keyword crew. So I had plus eight inch deployment, meaning I had two inches away from the strategy markers. <laughs> so dirty. At the start <laughs> of the match, I had two pathfinders, which got to push two of my units two inches directly touching the strategy markers. It was just phenomenal. Yeah, so but, what schemes did what schemes did you end up picking before we get too much yeah. into it and what'd you play against? Yeah, but I took it's so evil. It's so it's so evil. But wait, just wait. This is this is it turned out to be a really good game. Uh well it turned out to be a fun game, I should say. So I brought Outflank, uh, which I did score both points for, and Deathbeds, which I only scored one point for. Um I scored three of my break the line points, and I played into Terra. And one of my drops was the sandworm. So I was having to uh, work around burying the entire game. Uh, because for those of you that don't know, Terra's entire crew beats the crap out of buried models. And the sandworm shtick is he gets to bury well, the pop up. It was funny because Chris was talking to this guy before the game started. And Chris was like, yeah, you have like, what, one or two models that can attack me when I'm buried, right? And the guy's like, no, pretty much everything except for the totem and one model yeah. <laughs> that he brought. Oh, uh, okay, got it. Yeah, it was, it was nasty. It was just, I couldn't bury. I had one situation where I buried, and that was because it, I was the last activation, um, and I was you know trying to get the first activation, so I had a couple of bad tokens type thing. Uh, score ended up being 6-0. Um, the guy that I was playing against uh, usually teaches other people how to play Malifaux, um, and he didn't follow his own rules. He wasn't playing the game the way he was supposed to be playing the game. He, got he was a out little, for blood. He got a little kill happy, and um, I, I was just, you know, like I said, I was putting him on his back foot, so turn one, I had already had one of the markers you know, four <laughs> inches, you know, activated and uh, interacted with twice. Left marker, I was inter already, you know, activated. The, the map was kind of weird, though, because it was on a, um, it was on a raised platform in the middle. So I couldn't start with any of my guys up there because it would have just put me at an obvious disadvantage. So I didn't even interact with the two middle markers the entire time. That's why I ended up only with a score of three. I got I got a couple of things because this is just funny, yeah. And, and that's super cool. Uh, like like the, the game went that well on your side, but like, if you ever seen the movie Serenity, absolutely, I love remember Serenity. remember that scene where Mal is like basically going straight at the Alliance, and the Alliance is like, oh, he's not even slowing down, and all of a sudden the Reavers come out all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the feeling you get when you're playing against Bass. Yeah, so remember when he was like. Aim at the reavers. Aim at the reavers. Well, somebody yeah. fire! It's like you yeah. have an well, entire crew, like two inches from the midline. You're like, oh Jesus, take the wheel. What is happening? I'm so happy Chris and I come from the same meta because I played against this list and I was playing Maw. I played against this list I think three times before we did the tournament, and the whole time, yeah, well, one definitely one of them I did, and then, and then the other ones, it's just you're trying to figure out how to score points you're figuring out he's already on the center line i'm just trying to get out of my deployment zone i gotta go there i'm gonna get shot at it's like what the hell are you supposed to do in that situation yeah it yeah it, it is absolutely just 
it's nasty playing bass. That crew, that crew was built Break for this pool in round one. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, they are squishy. So I lost like both my pathfinders, you know, with oh, the first two turns. That's, yeah. I don't feel bad for your opponent trying to get kill happy when everything is made out of tissue paper. We talk yeah, everything yeah. is made out of tissue paper. He's just like, you know, I'm killing this, I'm killing this. I'm just like, all right, but you might I, want to play the game. I will say the the one game I felt best about was when I was playing Zip against him, and I just I threw Bass over a wall of pianos and then just beat the crap out of Bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that was good. All right, so you said you ended up six zero at one, Chris. Yeah, 6-0. All right. And I ended up round one. I played one of their pretty good players in Raleigh. I ended up playing Jesse, who anybody that knows him, he's of third floor fame. He's the Lucius master. If he's playing guild, he's always going to play Lucius. That's pretty much Lucius plus. He's always going to usually bring a double master. There is no gentleman's agreement with Jesse. I yeah. was like super shocked to learn that there was scumbaggery going around. And I, I, was, like, <laughs> I was like, if I had started seeing people do double masters, I would start doing double masters myself too. So it's not like, well, I told him that. I, I, was, I, was, I was like double masters, huh? Oh, it's okay, beneath feels, me with the whole double good. masters. He didn't <laughs> good. tell me. He didn't tell me. So round three, I played against Jesse. And Pete didn't tell me that Jesse was using. Well, uh, we didn't really have time to talk. It was quick rounds, but yeah, every, every single one of my rounds took until the full time, full time. Jeez. Yeah. So I ended up in round one, I ended up taking out flank as well. And then I also took deathbeds just, and I, I dropped Maw. So I was playing Maw into Lucius and he ended up bringing Lucius Nelly, um, which is pretty terrible um, because Nelly makes it where, Kind of like what we were talking about, Dixon. Nelly plus a false witness makes it where if you want to interact with the uh, the the break the line marker, it's going to be very difficult to do. They, they have four models with that ability to make it yeah. so that if you're near, if you're within two inches of this thing, I choose where it goes. So, yeah, like it's Nelly, Allison Date, uh, false witness, and the actual field reporter. It's a nightmare. I'm pretty sure there's more, but like those are the four that I know that I would bring. Yeah, so I ended up bringing Maw, and with Maw, I brought two Soulstone Miners, two Test Subjects, two Bushwhackers, Gracie, and a Bocor. So I, I don't know if people get surprised by this, but I only had one stone. But with two Soulstone Miners, I mean, that changes pretty quick. And the only one using the stones, really, is just Maw, so you don't need a ton of them right off the bat anyways. So this one was kind of interesting uh, basically it ended up as a four, three game. So Jesse ended up winning this one and it was interesting because I kind of had to pick apart his tech model. So I had to kill the lawyer. I had to kill the changeling. And then once I got those two models, it really started to swing where I was just kind of starting to pick apart his list. Uh, he, th <laughs> he put Nelly in the middle to try and sucker me into just throwing my beaters in there and not doing anything. Uh, I, I definitely, <laughs> got rid of, I was like, nope, we're not doing this. I ended up moving Gracie and I charged Maw way past her. Uh, I ended up killing the lawyer with Maw and I scored deathbeds. Uh, I also got one point for my outflank and then I got one point for the strap. The reason I didn't score anymore, even though I was in, I was in a pretty strong position because at the end of turn three, all he had left was a guardian that had one hit point, I think. He had the Totem, Nelly, and Lucius, and I think that was it. So I pretty much was, the board was going to be cleared in just three models on his end. And I think the only, actually, I don't think I lost a model at that point. I might have lost a test subject, but that's it. And it went to time at, round, at turn three. So 
And that was, I mean, I love you, Jesse, but that wasn't on me. I mean, you haven't played in a while and it just, I get it. Lucius is a slow master. So it, it is what it is, but I really felt like if we went another round, if we definitely went two turns, I feel like I would have won that game. One turn may be a tie, but it was a good game. But I feel like I wore, wore the list down and was going to start to do work on it. I need to figure out if it's because of the, the the list, the matchup, whatever it is, the double masters. The reason is in Neverborn, I have it already like pretty quick that it's, Five for Lucia, seven for the Changeling, five for Lucia, seven for the Changeling, and then everything else is just straight flipping with a stat five. So I well, like it because it's, it's And the thing is, though, is like when Jesse was activating, it wasn't that bad. Mm. He did the activations pretty quickly, mm. but where he got caught up is trying to figure out, you know, the Lucius thing of which model do I want to do the extra activation? What am I trying to do? Is this oh. worth doing? So he, he kind of got in the think tank a lot and and it was funny because after a couple times you're like well, no, i can't make a decision pass token i do my activation like 30 seconds to a minute pass it back to him and he's just oh well i guess i gotta go now uh uh and like he he said it was because he hadn't played in a while which i understand that because he's been busy with life which a lot of people have been 100 so i mean i don't begrudge him for it but i do a little bit because i like winning so <laughs> Uh, uh, it's just funny. I, I do appreciate the game though because it was a good game. Jesse is definitely skilled with Lucius. It's it's cool to see. And the cool thing was I know how Lucius works, so I didn't have to stop him to explain the nonsense. But he definitely does it right. And my favorite thing he did was he we were flipping for initiative, and he cheated in the red Joker. I was like, oh man, that's cool. I guess he got it. He's like, cool. Now I'm going to activate my lawyer. lawyer and pick it up. Give me that. So basically just free cheating your your red joker and getting it back in your hand seems pretty good. Oh, it's it's awesome. Like the the lawyer usually draws you in Neverborn, he draws you three cards. In Guild, I need again, I need to play that game, but drawing two cards seems pretty good to me. You know, and so people that haven't played against Maw, especially with the Soulstone miners, the Soulstone miners are just beautiful models because in Maw, they come turn two, they're gonna come down with two focus on them. And they're going to come down and probably kill at least one of your models that are kind of weak, maybe two. Uh, depends on how well the flips go. Mm. But those Soulstone Miners pick off your weak models. That's what they're designed to do in that crew. So if you're playing Maw and you see, like like in that game, I, I saw the Changeling was kind of by itself. I was like, that's their job. They're going to drop down. They don't care because they're not charging. And they killed themselves a little Changeling. Yep. This so is, this is a it was a good game. through life. Grit your teeth. <laughs> it was a good game. I definitely, definitely enjoyed it. Wish I would have came out with a win, but c'est la vie. So round two. Round two, we had Wedge, Turf War, Catch and Release, Bait and Switch, Outflank, Research Mission, and Breakthrough. So this is kind of very similar to the round two we had at, uh, at in Georgia, Chris. So I was having flashbacks of Brandon making me rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but thankfully you didn't drop Kim, so... I mean, I didn't. I will share that in a little well. bit. What did you end up dropping, though? All right. So I brought Jetsa uh, against Zoraida. Um, I brought Catch and Release and Research Mission. Uh, final score ended up being 4-4. Came, came out as a draw. And uh, <laughs> it was actually funny because I had, I mean, I had the game. But uh, last turn, 
I mispositioned a little bit and then I was just like, instead of, so literally at the beginning of the last turn, I was like, this is what I need to do. He can't counter this. And I did nothing, none of that. Um, I just got distracted. I got a little distracted. You know, I wanted to be a little funny. Um, he ended up uh, moving my lamplighter uh, off of his side of the table, which caused me not to score the uh, the catch and release. And I had mispositioned Sophie a little bit outside of uh, finishing the research mission, which was my fault. Uh, but yeah, it ended up being 4-4 because I got a little sideways. What did, what did you think about playing Zoraida? Some people really hate that matchup, but what did you think? Uh, so midway through turn two, I took out uh, Bad Juju because he... Oh, how'd you, oh, oh, how'd you end up killing Bad Juju? That, that dude's a beast. Yeah, because he didn't uh, realize that Jetsa can stop everything. So, <laughs> you were, he was, so the demise is, I get to heal four, and you were like, take four damage. <laughs> yeah, so it's it was funny because he he positioned Bad Juju you know, pretty badly with Zoraida, and I was like, okay. Yeah. So I moved Zoraida up a little bit, and then I... Uh, and he still waited to activate Bad Juju, and I activated uh, Mikhail, and he did a you know a little bit of damage on Bad Juju, and then he activated Bad Juju. And he was like Regen too, and I was like, okay, but instead of regening, you have to take the damage. And then he was like, wait, what? And I was yeah. like, once per activation, I can instead of healing, you take damage. And he he goes, well, okay, well that was that's a wash, I guess. And I was like, no, no, no. You take two damage instead of healing. <laughs> instead of healing, you Damn. take the damage. You just you saw the light in his leave. You know, he's leave like, his oh eyes. He's God. like, oh shit! I think I mispositioned a little bit. This but is my instead nightmare. Of, instead no, that, of getting out of it, he yep. stayed, and you know, caused him. Honestly, that's not him. that's not just a misposition. That's an error in in getting a model into your crew because. You can't have a model that's going to kill himself against Jetsa. Because yeah. that's basically what Bad Juju does. Bad Juju kills himself because he wants to be in the middle of it. But if he's in the middle of it, then he just starts dying. Yeah. Yeah, so he can't do the thing that you're wanting him to do because he's going to die against Jetsa for sure. Exactly. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I was slowly picking away his crew. He ended up with, I think, two models left at the end of the game. Zoraida and Acillarid. Um Those Cillarids are annoying. They they are very very annoying. They won uh, me they won me one of the rounds in in uh, this last tournament because they're so flipping annoying. They're like yeah, six they're, points they're, of be whatever the fuck I want to be. Yeah, they don't hit nearly as hard as the first mate, but they're just as annoying. Yeah, guy's name was Chris Cole. It's an awesome player. Really enjoyed playing against him. Uh, at the end when he was like ah, I made a draw. I was just like you jackass. <laughs> but I really did enjoy playing against you. If you're listening, Chris. Yeah, and it was funny because he beat. Well, he didn't beat. He tied. Uh, tied the rage quit wire guy. So, <laughs> he tied me. Yep, it, and it's funny. So, looking at round two, I started having just PTSD flashbacks to the other tournament. I look across, and the dude I'm playing is playing Neverborn. So, literally the same factions, almost the same pool. And I'm sitting there like, this jackass is going to drop Nakima. This is a Nakima pool. But there's a difference this time. Instead of dropping Kin, you drop the Kin for the second time. I drop Maw, yeah. Yeah. Well, also, so, 
Well, and the difference though in this one is I knew I couldn't bring all my kind of cheap minions because they just died all these ridiculous flying Matt Damons. So I just, I had to bring a tankier list. So oh. against that one with Nakima, I ended up bringing Maw, obviously, with uh, the little lass. But let me pull this up right quick. Now, I'm, I assume already two Soulstone Miners because they're really hard to kill. Yeah, so I ended up bringing two Soulstone Miners. I brought Bert and Gracie. And what else did I bring in that list? Soulstone Miners, Bert and Gracie, Maw. And the first mate with uh with the ghillie suit. So nice. that way he had stealth and he had disguise, which ended up being huge because there was a couple of times he wanted to charge with his mature Nephilims and it just wasn't gonna do anything because I had stealth and for <laughs> stealth to help with the luring of he brought in the little minion thing that can lure, but right. then also um yeah, make sure I didn't get charged by those stupid uh matures. Yeah. So that that was huge. And um, what if I jump? Don't forget about that either. So they, they get definitely. one hit on the on the. Uh, that's why I love the 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 first mate because it's twelve points for. I'm not sure you can kill this model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's what kind of was interesting about it. But anyways, so he deployed, and most of his heavy hitters were, the. So I deployed, and I deployed pretty far back. And we had these weird kind of, and we'll talk about this a little bit when we talk about terrain, but we had these weird bridges that had things that could go under them. So if you were height two, you could go under them, which prevented a lot of his stuff, which was interesting. Yeah. But anyways, when I deployed, I realized that most of his heavy, sitter, heavy hitters were on my right side. Mm. So I decided to do a hard just about face and go left. Mm. I was going to make him use as much distance and fly with me some crap to come get me. But... I ended up kind of keeping Maw in the middle because I realized, hey, he's probably going to try to headhunt. So I'm going to keep Maw a little bit away from the pack so the pack doesn't get chewed up. So oh, anyways. Did you get any upgrade to Maw? No. Well, I, I did. Twelve, 12 cups of coffee. So it was okay. On okay. So and that was just mostly to if, if he brought any or dropped any schemes or if he wanted to do some of his bonuses, it just shut that down. Okay. Um, like fly with me. So. It, it worked out a couple turns. But anyways, Gracie, the first mate, everybody ends up going to the left. My Bokur, Little Ass, and Maw are the only ones that stay kind of in the middle. The Bokur went up to go get one of the, the turf, sim, or turf strap markers and flip it. So I had both flipped. And sure enough, Nakima came charging down turn one. She ended up getting a hit in there. But... The good news is she was the only thing around. There was nothing else close. Everything else was trying to set up their strats and their schemes. So that really didn't end up. It it was scary because Nakima was right there. But I, I had basically the Soulstone Miners could drop down and I had Maw there to deal with her. So I felt pretty good as long as Maw didn't die. <laughs> but that got a little iffy. So I ended up taking research mission and then I ended up taking breakthrough on this one. Just because I didn't want to do anything that had to deal with being near these demons. <laughs> so turn two, Nikima puts a beating on Maw. I think Maw only has five hit points left. Ooh, wow. And, and yeah, and well, maybe it's six, but it's close. And the Bokur died in like one swing. Holy So Nikima killed a Bokur and Maw was hurting. But 
I then activated Maw, put a pit trap down, started smacking Nakima around in the pit trap. Mm. I had Nakima down to like six boxes, which was great. So at that point, I started activating the Soulstone Miners, and the Soulstone Miners ended up killing her turn two. So were you using the careful planning then for draw card or for the shielded? So at first, the first turn I used for draw cards. Okay. The second turn and up, I started using it purely for shielding. Makes that sense. way, give me some soak, take care of black blood a little bit. Yep. And that's kind of what I ended up doing. Makes sense. My, the rest of my strategy was to try and kill everything else except for the matures, just because I didn't feel like I could really compete too much with the matures. And I figured if I killed everything else, then the matures would be reduced to running, you know, strats and schemes. So that was kind of my plan moving forward. And after I killed Nakima, the Hooded Rider came in and killed my Soulstone Miners with that stupid, uh, what is it, Revel in whatever it is. Revel in Conflict. Yeah. He ended up killing both Soulstone Miners, mostly because of Black Blood, but a little bit because he finished them off. Right. And then... Somehow the little last didn't die. I don't know how that didn't happen, but the little last didn't die. She's insignificant, so it's probably not in his priorities. But he got a swing on it. I was—I don't know how she didn't die in that revel swing. Um, yeah, it was just crazy. Anyways, so I have Bert, Gracie, and the first mate running up the left flank. They ended up killing a young Nephilim, and they ended up killing, I don't know, what's the minion thing with the lure there called? The Lete? No, the... Lilitu. Lilitu, whatever. Yes. Ended up killing that thing. And Maul was just running for her life because the other mature ended up coming into her. So basically what it ended up coming down to is at the end of the game, it's pretty close. I think he's winning three to two at one point. But towards the end of the game, I end up scoring breakthrough. He had to use one mature to run off and start running the strat. And the other one was trying to run down Maw. But with the shielding, the stones that I had left, which I only had one left mm. after the Soulstone Miners died, uh, I basically just ran Maw to the middle and started running research mission and flipping the uh, the strategy. Yep. So when it was all said and done, I think I ended up getting that one six to three maybe is what it was. You told me five to three. Five oh, to three. Wow. Yeah, it yeah. was something like that. Dude, it was. It's just between scamper and diving charge. It's really hard to keep, keep Ma in a place, dude. Like it's so so hard to keep her in one place. Yeah, and that that's kind of the thing is I really, especially the first turn and a half, two turns, mm. I just I was running for my life. I was just doing every little trick, and they don't call Ma Trixie for nothing. I was using every trick Ma had, yep. just because Scamper was a thing. He fought, he didn't know about Scamper because apparently he hadn't played Gremlins in a bit. Right, but I he did something and cheated. I'm like, all right, Scamper. He's like, you know. That's something you tell a guy before he charges. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Tell you my whole card when you come into me like that? Right. <laughs> like, it's not my fault that you didn't read the card. Uh, so, I, but he got it after that. I, I told him, is there anything else you want to know? Because I don't, I don't want bad feelings while we're playing her. Uh, one thing. Did you bring three of those little guys? Because funny enough, they're insignificant. So when they die, they don't flip your... your three what? Either. Yeah, your the little test, test subjects. Test subjects aren't insignificant. I thought they were. Am I? No. What the? Oh. No, that's why I didn't bring them. My B. Yeah, they can go scheme, and they do. They die yeah. fast, though. If, if you focus on them. They don't There's... die super fast, but they die. For a four-point model, they do not die fast. 
Well, to a Nephilim, they do. <laughs> Nephilim needs to hit it three times or two times with focus. Yeah, but you know the the problem with the <laughs> with the test subjects is they usually damage themselves too. That's true. So so it really isn't, and I, I just I didn't want them to become a problem where I had to turn around and go get something because they died too soon, yeah. which is very possible against Nakima. Uh, but yeah, I ended up getting the breakthrough points. I ended up getting one research mission, and then I ended up getting a few for the strat. So it, it was a good game. I, I definitely brought it back because it was rough there. I was just running for my life. Maul didn't die, surprisingly. Maul, and, and I tell you what, I have never thro thrown so many handful of snakes attacks in my life. I was just trying to throw snakes and get them to run away. I was like throwing snakes and pushing them away. I'm like, get away from me. Dude, that's the right play because like the, the, the thing that people keep forgetting about is the weakness to matures is guns. Because they're so fast, people yeah. try to run away from this. Like, you can't run away. You have to start shooting them. But I just see Maw just picking up all these snakes and be like, Hitcha! Hitcha! Yep. <laughs> throwing throwing little secrets and little getting away from there. Little tricks. Ha <laughs> ha! It's Doing uh, her voodoo charms. Surprise snake. Surprise snake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a great game, though. Uh, the, the funniest <laughs> thing, though, is <laughs> we ended up missing some stupid flips. I kept missing... Uh, leap flips and then oh. he kept missing fly with me flips so we both were now missing these stupid easy now. duels yeah. and i we're just looking at you like we're gonna fail that huh it's like yep just that kind of game yep. he honestly had some bad flips too and i had some really opportunistic flips where mom might have died if i didn't flip a 13 on that one instance and she did she flipped a 13 and lived because she's defense six yep yep so great game. I had a great opponent. We had once we kind of ironed out how, how we were playing the game and the board and everything and had an understanding. Uh it ended up being a great game. Definitely a very aggressive player, I will say. Low scoring game too for such a killy pool. Yeah, I was just throwing all the tricks out, man. Yep. Throwing all and Bert didn't die either. So go Six Bert. Three? Six three is not low score. It was five three or six three. Oh, five three, five three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, I think that's slow scoring. Yeah, with a differential of two, that's that's actually within. It's just funny that that like such a killy pool. Because I looked at it, I was like, damn, this is murder mayhem right here. Yeah. And then I noticed that you picked the two schemes that were not actually killy related. You picked yeah, the research mission. Yeah, and... I wanted to just <laughs> kill the squishy crap, kill Nakima, <laughs> and get the hell out of there. <laughs> And uh, I did. It worked. Good job. No, good job. I got you the win. Yep. And then round three, we had flank symbols of authority, which is one of my faves. Detonate charges, claim jump, breakthrough, assassinate, and hidden martyrs. So, old Chris, you're you're on the top table there, my friend, or well, close to it. Top table. Top table. Because we had apparently a couple other draws in the tournament as well. So, what did you end up bringing in this one? So, uh, with this being symbols, I felt obligated to bring Anya. And uh, my choice turned out to be the right one. Um, so I didn't uh, didn't choke as much as last time bringing Anya. Although <laughs> Anya versus Dreamer was a very bad matchup. Uh, and I mispositioned. <laughs> but, uh, but this one, I positioned very well. And I, uh, I went against Lucius uh, with dropping uh, Dashiell as well. Uh, is it Dashiell? Yeah. Yeah. It was dirty. Yeah. It was dirty. <laughs> it was very dirty. As soon as I saw that. I was like, oh, God, I'm dead. There's nothing. There's no coming <laughs> and, back from this. <laughs> and you'll describe this, but as somebody who, because I finished my game pretty quick, and I'll tell, we'll, fi we'll figure out why. But when uh, 
when I came by and checked out your table, Chris, I thought you were straight up losing that game. Absolutely. It looked terrible. It looked terrible for me. Yeah, I lost uh, Sovereign. I lost. Uh, I lost a lot of good pieces real fast. Um, but I just, I, I just played the game. Just got the points. Yep. Played the game. Got the so, points. So how'd you end up getting your points in that one? So. Um, Anya has hostile work environment, which is great against Lucius because yeah. he, can't, uh, he can't make all his models just to keep making free swings. She's great uh, against both because Dasha also loves like foul mouth motivation and dual. Yeah, kind of yeah absolutely. It's it, it was actually kind of funny because Jesse, like I played against Jesse, um, and he knew it, but at one point in during the during the game, he was like, "This is what I like to do to draw cards." So he uh, he. What what is it? The uh, uh, Lucius's commands, uh, yeah, like magnificent command or whatever it is. I- issue he, issue command issue command. Issue command. Yeah, he did that to the changeling and then piggybacked it onto Lucius and Anya's engaging Lucius. So I'm like, you you can't do that. And he he was like, oh, I guess I can't. <laughs> and then he had to pick someone else to do it. It wasn't like it was any anything big, but it was just hilarious that that. People don't think about hostile work environment. It's bad. Even though it just keeps happening over it's and over. And over. It makes my Bokur very yeah. sad when you bring her. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, with Anya, I just um, he kept summoning executioners and uh, the the what's the horseman called in guild? Uh, Something the rider. Pale rider. No, not the pale rider. No, the, 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 the guard one. Yeah, yeah mounted, there it is. Mounted guard. Yeah, he brought. He kept you know bringing you know those, and I was just. I was getting overwhelmed by points here. And um, I just, yeah, I just focused on the game. Corvus Rook, I had, you know, Corvus Rook on Claim Jump. And then Hidden Martyrs, I had uh, Austere and Twiggy and an Operative. And I kind of, you know, baited him a little bit with the Operative. And he took the bait and killed the Operative. And that got me this first score. But Austere and Twiggy was also in a very bad place. Uh, She doesn't like to be anywhere near action. But with those Executioners being able to just basically walk up the board and do whatever they want. There's not much you can do. Um, I tried getting her out of the way, but he ended up killing her. Um, so I got one point for Claim Jump, one point for Hidden Martyrs, but I got three of the simple points, and it ended up being 5-4 uh, um, with me as the victor, um, which if you saw the table, you would have It didn't looked, look good. Yeah, you would have been like... Yeah, I even sorry. told Dick, I told Dixon that you, you lost. Showed, yeah, you showed yeah. me a picture, told me... I think he lost. I was like, yeah, "Oh no!" I'm pretty sure Chris lost. And well, there is two executioners I, on yeah. your crap. I'm like, "How are you, how are you winning in that situation?" Yeah, yeah. So like, I, if I looked at the table, I would have been like, "Yeah, I'm, yeah. you're not doing well on your player, whoever you are." That's the game, though, right? That's yeah, Melo. As soon as I found out that you guys were playing, I started looking into the pages and stuff, and I started asking around for people that were in the tournament. So, like Maeve, she told me that uh, that you won, if I remember correctly. It's like, oh, yeah. he won six to five. I was like, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then, then four, Pete yeah. told me that after that, Pete told me that you lost six to five. And I was like, no. Well, technically, the game was being wrapped up, and I didn't ask Chris. But I'm like, it looks like he lost. I mean, I uh, I didn't see any world where, with the amount of models that was on the guild side, yeah. I, I, I didn't know. Apparently, Chris did a good job of denying the symbols from being picked up. I and I think we talked, Chris, where there was a, a height two overhang on a bridge that the mounted guard couldn't go through because it's height three. Yeah. 
So you were ta- telling me how he had to basically ride around yeah. and, and waste a turn to try and get to that symbol, essentially. Absolutely. Gotcha. Man, Which that's... I don't I don't know if it came up, but you know your hostile work environment kind of neuters that ride with me too. Yeah, it didn't come up. I Anya was on the left side, Mountain Rider was on the right. It, there was nothing to it, but yep. uh, I did you know I did the right thing with Anya. I got Anya right in Lucius's face, basically. Oh, you didn't you didn't say, you didn't that. say the good part though. So there, so he Jesse took assassinate. Yeah, Jesse took assassinate. He he got the first point with break taking Anya down to four hit points and then he was like at the end he was like in retrospect i should have killed anya and i'm like well yeah but you wanted to get both points and you let her live and so, she got that. so that's a, that's the thing though and this is what i tell people about assassinate if i pick assassinate i only plan on getting the last point because as soon as you reveal the first point i feel like there can be a lot of terrible things that happen where you just don't kill that master now. Right. So if I ever have an opportunity to kill the master and just get one point off assassinate, I totally do that because I would rather the master be gone. I can I can agree with that. Uh, there are plenty of certain. That's usually why I don't take assassinate though. I usually don't take it because I know I only usually get one point off of it because I don't want to risk your master living and and causing problems. If if you can kill the master, there's no use keeping it around. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't take breakthrough because I knew Lucius's stick stick with uh, changing the uh, scheme markers to his. Yeah. Plus, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't have that much control. I, I kind of get the bloodlust going. I'm like, it's there. Kill it. Kill it now. Blue <laughs> <laughs> with fire. My game. I mean, come on. It's your boy. You know who I'm dropping round three. It's got to be Zip. So it's symbols. It's it's a diagonal board. You're you're on flank, so you're not even back all the way. It, it's just zip all the way. And it was a Bayou mirror match, but it was a right of Bayou. So <laughs> I kind of chuckled because any of this, you know, I'm going to obey you nonsense. Zoraida is at a negative, so she's not. She's probably not obeying my stuff. So I ended up bringing uh, Zip and the boys. I brought. Zip, I brought two Iron Skeeters. Of course, you got to bring the first mate with the upgrade, the ghillie suit. And then I ended up bringing Maris, Bert, and uh, Gracie again. I mean, if I bring Gracie, most times I like bringing Bert. They're, they're a package deal. I like them together. But anyways, I ended up picking on this one. Uh, let's see. I did Hidden Martyrs, and then I did Breakthrough. So that's what I was planning on doing. And... He, he ended up bringing an interesting list. He brought McTavish, mm. which actually I don't think was a terrible thing because McTavish ignores concealment. Right. And he brought two Silurids, First Mate, Bad Juju, and a, uh, a Bokur. So he had an interesting lineup, but in the diagonal board, I, was, I, I didn't know how he was going to make all that work. Mm. Uh, and he actually made a pretty bad mistake turn one. He ended up moving both Silurids. He activated both of them first. So that was his first two activations. And he ended up moving them basically up towards my symbol. So he was almost, he's pretty much on the halfway line. Right. And against Zip, that's that's not good because I can get to him. So right. I ended up on one flank. I had Zip, Maris, an Iron Skeeter, and Earl. 
go just jump one Silurid. Like those four models just went to town early, even got a swing in with his wrench and did two damage <laughs> to the Silurid. Uh, on the other Silurid, I had the first mate, Gracie, and Iron Skeeter, and Earl, or not Earl, uh, but um, Bert. So I always mix Bert and Earl up in that dang list when I'm talking about them. But yeah, so I had, you know, two and a half beaters going after one Silurid and zipping Maris and the gang going to get the other one. Needless to say, turn one, both of those Silurids were dead. Yep. Both, both those gangs just jumped on them and beat the bricks off of them. Yep. Uh, and you just saw the look in it, in his eyes. Like I made a mistake. This, this is uh this is bad news bears. How could this happen to well, me? And, and here's the other <laughs> mistake that, that he made is that he ended up trying to, I don't know if he thought it was going to scare me, mm. but he brought his first mate towards my first mate, Gracie, Bert and the iron skeeter. I was like, so you're throwing your one beater into my like two and a half beaters. I mean, as soon as you said the rest of the lesson, there's, I don't think you said bad juju because I don't remember you hearing. Yeah, I was, yeah, it was bad juju. Bad juju is kind of in the middle. So, okay. So if he was there, why did he also have the the stupid guy with the gun, uh, McTavish? McTavish is not good. I think he, I think he, I think he brought him just for the concealment ignoring. I think he was going to obey to try and just kill stuff with McTavish. I, I don't know. I mean, Sorry. You got plenty of good shots from McDavish on the me. So. I like it wasn't bad, but it's expensive for just the gun that you're bringing. He's uh, nine points for a bad gun. Yeah. And it, it ignored what my crew does. So that that is what it is. But you're shooting like the Iron Skeeter. So you do three damage, but you're only really doing two because they're armor one. That's a I mean, moderate I, shot. So I'm assuming they you're talking about moderate hits, right? Yeah. 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 But that's what I'm saying. But going back to the first mate. My first mate had the upgrade, so my first mate has the trump on it. He ended up bringing the first mate into Gracie, which is a mistake because Gracie's armor too. Mm. So even if he gets a good swing with the first mate on Gracie, I mean, okay, I'm going to heal it back up next turn. I mean, you're going to put maybe two, three points of damage on Gracie. So it, it, what, it just wasn't a good decision. Yeah. He should have just realized that I fucked up. The Sillards are dead. Yeah. First mate needs to go try to get my scheme points somewhere else. Go go to the middle. I hang out with bad juju or something. Uh, that and that's kind of where he started really going downhill. Because uh, after that, Gracie and my first mate killed his first mate. Uh, Gracie healed back up to full. Bert went over and started killing the uh, Bokur. Um, McTavish ended up getting thrashed into some pianos by Zip. Yep. So that was starting to happen. And then Bad Juju, by the end of turn two and three, ended up basically having to go get the strats because he had nothing else to go get it. So literally, Bad Juju became a ridiculous strat runner. Um, and then once I killed the uh, the Bokur, now he had no link from Zoraida to Bad Juju. Mm -hmm. So he couldn't obey it because it was so far away from each other. Right. Um, so it was just a bad game for him. He recognized the mistakes, and he even said, he's like, I had no idea. I knew Zip was fast. Yeah. I didn't realize Zip could do that. That was just insane. <laughs> no, he's he's damn flipping awesome, but that matchup was in favor of Sarita, so that, that's why. So I think I'm upset because of that. I'm upset because I played that matchup before multiple times. So why do you like Zoraida into that matchup? Because uh, everybody thinks that the, the concealment is too much of an issue, but 
as long as you don't get zip on Sarita, you're fine. You can actually win the matchup by just obeying Juju to kill everything in sight. Okay, but what are you using? The problem is you usually have the Silurids going to get the strat, right, for symbols? No. What do you have going then? I just, in, in Bayou uh, for that, I was using one Silurid, you're right, but not two, and the first mate. That's it. Okay, so, but that's the thing is it was corner mm -hmm. and I, I think I think he just needed to realize what I was gonna do right and, right. I, and, and honestly I'm a little more aggressive anyways so when I see that it's not like I just gently be like oh I'm gonna take a couple of shots here it's like no I went full crew that way full crew that way let's murder this thing so yeah. I, I don't know maybe it's a little bit of my play style too but I saw that they were way extended early and I I took advantage of it I'm like these these things are not living past turn one. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I don't know. I honest to God, like I played against uh, Zip a couple of times and heck, What was the deployment when you played against Zip though? Uh that's a good point. Usually I, I think corner and wedge probably isn't ideal for Zoraida. I it's it's it was flank. It was flank. It was flank though. Yeah. But it was Yeah, corner corner or flank. I don't think that's ideal for Zoraida. Well flank is. Uh, corners isn't, but I played that matchup and it's not that bad, really. Yeah, I, so I don't think it's terrible, right? But I think I if if, if, if it's if it's flank or corner, that automatically has me thinking zip, mm. and just the fact that I can cover so much of every part of the board, right? I think it really puts most matchups at a disadvantage just because of the deployment of that. Mm. I don't know I love Gracie. And Gracie will put Sarita ten inches up the board from from uh, corners. I also like Gracie, so when I start <laughs> playing Zoraida, that's going to be my cavalry. Oh, hundred percent! Like that's going to be my best, ride. She's yeah, the I'm best. Yeah, that new box, and I'm going to have to play yeah. Zoraida. Well. Oh, I didn't tell you, Dixon. I finally found out how to use McTavish with uh, Zoraida. <laughs> I took uh, I took the Gator off of the McTavish model yep. and put it on a forty millimeter base. <laughs> yeah, you show me the pictures. It looks so fucking awesome because it's such it a does. huge model in such. And a, I'll actually use it. Forty millimeter base. Yeah, like I'm sorry, I don't think McTavish is worth because he does. We talked about this in the models that we yeah. we want fixing. He has no defensive tech. Like at oh, all. Yeah, Zip, Zip started thrashing him for sure. Oh, anybody. Uh, you could have and, had a and Maris. Zip and Maris with the up we go. They were just yep. picking that gator up and yep. you just saw this gator going. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but so I ended up winning that game. I think we we he conceded turn beginning of turn three because we kind of saw the well, mid turn three, because we saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. And we called it seven three. That's probably what it would have ended up. He he could have used bad juju probably to get another point or two. Yeah. But that that was about it. So recommendation, if you really want to play him and you like playing Sorida, McTavish is great actually in, in Corrupted Leylands because he's fast enough. Yeah, because he has on the move or whatever. Yeah, he's fast enough to go through all three of them in your side of the deployment or all four of them if you're playing on like, you know, the, the diagonal ways. And also, Bert didn't die in that one either, so pew! Okay, so people need to start focusing on killing him. Well, I tell people, speed, if you, murder if you don't if you don't kill Bert, you're going to have a ton of problems. You don't let Bert live because he's he can go scheme. He actually his lucky skin and knife, man. That thing that'll mess you up. The pepper box. Strike. I I have pepper a pepper box too. Yeah, I have a bigger issue with the pepper box because of the blast damage that it does. Hell yeah, boy. That's yeah. how I got that's how I got you that one game we played. Oh no, you hit her straight in the face and then you cheated the red joker. That's yep. what that happened in that game. You're like, Yep. All right, holo hollering. 
then get him into the mid table. Then he walks forward, reckless, boom, dead. Pepper like, box, bow, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely worth killing. That's why when well, because I think people. Cause I always keep them at least near Gracie, but the first mate was there too. Yeah. And when you're looking at problems, a lot of people don't go, Oh man, how am I going to deal with Bert? Right. They're like, Oh, I need to kill the first mate or, Oh, I need to take care of Gracie. So yeah. Bert's like this weird afterthought for people. Yeah. I mean, slowing, slowing down Bert is so important. Yeah. yeah. Slowing, I'm sorry, not Bert slowing down. The first mate is so important in that matchup. And honestly, I don't, I haven't figured out a, a good way to do it because between in Neverborn, between Scamper and and uh, what you call it, Butterfly Jump, it, it's really hard to keep him in one place. And when you're playing in ba- against Bayou, it's between Disguise, Stealth, and Butterfly Jump. It's just yeah. like, it's a nightmare to get into this model. Yeah, for sure. And and it was a good game. I like I said, it was probably about seven three when we called it, which ended up giving me uh, two two wins and a loss. So. Mm. I finished pretty good, had a good differential, and Chris ended up with two wins and a tie. And it was announced that Chris won, and I got the bronze. Good day for the old rage quit. It came complete. I thought I I did not know that I was on top table. I thought I was on uh, second table. Uh, Well, and and the cool thing was the second. So we had Explorers got first. Second, Jeremy Peace actually got second with Arcanists. So that was awesome to see him do that. Which yep. I think he played Marcus round three. He played Karis two, and I can't remember who he dropped first round. But um, he said he's not dropping Colette right now because apparently Colette he's, he feels dirty playing her. Apparently she's <laughs> she's pretty fun and good right now. Well, um, no, he also he wants the uh, Nagatoro brother that's not released yet. Yeah, his brother or is it father? I don't yeah. know. The Haka guy. Yeah, the Haka guy is dude. He it, that's a disgusting game. And the reason why he's saying that is because online we've played that matchup before. I think he won the last time we played because it's it's super hard to deal with the Haka guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is. I um, mean, you've got so many different. But you know, with so many people uh, trashing Arcanist, at least talk wise, it's nice to see. I mean, Jeremy's a good player, but mm-hmm. winning with Arcanist when everybody's you know talking trash on him a little bit is is kind of good. Well, that, coming in second, not winning. <laughs> yeah. Second. Let's let's be clear about that. That reminds me. Explorers took one. I was requested to talk about one model in Arcanist that people wish to fix. Yeah, what's that? Uh, well, first, are we done with the tournament talk? Yeah, I mean, well, so before we get, in, I guess, into that model. So, Chris, what's kind of your takeaway in that tournament playing your Explorers? Play the game. <laughs> when all else fails, play well, the game. And I think that's important. And play your schemes. Well, so, and because there was actually a moment, and this is my second round game, there was a moment where I started looking at all my models dying. Like I said, I was just, a bunch of stuff was dying. Maw was hurt, and I was trying to just survive out there. Hmm. And I, in my head, I was sitting there like, oh my God, I'm going to be 0-2. And I'm like, how am I going to get a win out of this? And you just have to kind of take yourself back and look at the board and say, where can I get points? So I started looking at it and said, I can get another one for the strategy if I move up here. I need to get in his deployment zone. That's going to be another point or two. And then I need research mission. Let me get Maw the hell out of this combat. Because I think it would have been it would have been really easy for me to just fight this mature with Maw and yeah. probably die because I was low on health. But I didn't. I ended up moving Maw out 
throwing some snakes to get the thing away from me right. and then getting research mission, at least in another strategy, instead of getting in a fight and probably dying and getting no points. So that's definitely something I took away as well, Chris, is even when you're losing or it looks terrible for you, look at how you can get your points and try to come away with a win. And that's that's all I need to do. And to tell the listeners, it's super easy with Ma to get research mission, right? Yeah. How do you how do you get research mission very easy with Ma? Well, I mean, all you got to do is just anything that dies or uh, the way I got it is I moved up to the turf war marker. I dropped a pit mark, pit trap, and then I dropped a scheme marker. Done. I mean, that was it. Done. Money. It's so easy. It's so yeah, damn with easy. Turf, with turf war, <laughs> one of the markers already being there for you, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good insanely one. easy. Yeah, and that's why Maw is also good with, uh, what's the other one? It's deathbeds. Maw is also good with deathbeds. Yep. Drop a scheme, just, drop a trap, smack. Drop a scheme and smack it. Oh, I got points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Definitely look at the schemes, how you can win. Look at the strats, how many you can pick up. And even if you only have one model left, if you got the points, you win. Yep. Too easy. You don't need to have all your models and you don't have to kill all theirs to win. I I, I felt good about it. I'm getting really comfortable with Bayou. I'm starting to add some more masters to the, to the pool of things I might bring. Uh, like I said on the last episode, though, I'm kind of in gaining grounds too. I'm really kind of down on kin. Uh, I was happy I didn't bring Ken in that last game, man. It would have been the same, just repeat nonsense, just not good. Um, I know I might I, I might have killed more, but I think it would have been the same result. I know it's gonna be a tableau somewhere to see if if uh, Ken is doing well in GG two because I know in GG one it was one of the most balanced crews you can play. I loved him in one. You had a very good chance of winning in every matchup. Yeah, you had a 50-50 split chance of winning. Yeah, they were they were really solid in one. Uh, I definitely brought them more, uh, but in this iteration, I'm actually, I think I'm looking at maybe even playing a little bit of Brewmaster into some of these matchups because mm. Brewmaster with that crazy lure just seems. I think he might be a good drop into Turf Wars. I got to test it out. Yep, but I think he's there, and I have some Bayou players that are saying even. I mean, you've talked to Mave Dixon and. I mean, she said that even um, Ulix, I mean, apparently is pretty useful in this gaining grounds too. So yes. I haven't dropped that yet, but that's what I hear from the Bayou players at least. So with Ulix specifically, I only played, I believe, once against Angel and once against another player. They both beat me and the, they both had the same idea, which is you bring the pigs and then you evolve them. You don't summon them because if you summon them, you lose all power. Well, and I, I heard Maeve talking about using them and break the line. Right. Basically, you can bring them, summon them, and then flip those markers pretty much turn one pretty easy. No, not with no. the summons. Remember, you cannot... No, no I, didn't, I didn't say the summons. I said you don't summon, you bring them. Yeah, you did oh, say summons. Okay. You did say summons. Okay, well... Okay, it's okay. The idea is... You when you go back and edit that, you'll be like... Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's okay. The point is... You don't summon them. You're right. You bring them. You bring them and then you evolve them. Uh, the wild hog is actually an incredible good yeah. scheme runner for that keyword because you can for you can obey him. Yeah, and the squealers too. Exactly. Like you just like all right, move that thing, move that thing. All right, I'm good. Go. And all of a sudden, yeah. Like, well, how the hell are, are they as good as bass? <laughs> they, are they as good as bass? They're more um, survival than bass. That's for sure. They hit. They definitely are more survival, and they hit harder than bass. But they don't start. 
at the midline. <laughs> well, and I, that's another thing that I'll mention before we get on this last topic is just that just learn your crew because I've really stuck down with Bayou mm. and it's really starting to pay off in a lot of situations where you, you can bring out certain tricks that are just going to save you in some of those matchups. So just learn your crews, learn your faction and try not to jump around. I, I'm a person that likes to jump a lot, so it's tough, but it, I've definitely become better with Bayou because of it. So what I want to talk about for the last part of this is just, sorry, Dixon, go ahead and talk about your shitty model. Hey, man. Uh, okay, so so I was asked to uh, talk about mole men because apparently <laughs> mole men are so bad. I, I completely but people sure like them, right? Brought, I'm pretty sure Jeremy brought them all, man, in his crew. Maybe to flip a marker? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question for what? Because like, that I was specifically told it's like uh, a fucking a spider. Like, like a people, spider people like them, right? But they're terrible. Well, you're the one that brought it up. No, I no, they don't. I don't think I've ever seen one on the table. That's the reason why I'm like trying to think about this. So I was like, what was the last time I saw a mole man? It's like, and then we the, talked about it. And they're like, I don't even know what the fuck they do. They they don't. I have it right here. They're they're defense four, willpower four, movement five, and height one. That's it. They're unimpeded. They're four points. They have four life. They literally well, have no defensive they have, measures. They have tunneling, though, which lets them move 10 inches with a bonus move. Oh, no. Dude, that's a friendly ski marker. You have to literally target a friendly ski marker for them to move that. I mean, that's fine. But still, it's a 10-inch, ignoring line of sight, bonus move. I don't know about that, man. Like, I honestly got like I was looking at this model. I was like, yeah. Don't they just get cool. one shotted though? Like once you get a yeah. hold of them, they just die. That's where you just shoot them. Yeah, I mean, they die to a stiff breeze. Yeah. They, they, and not even a stiff breeze. It could be like, like I don't know. <laughs> they were sitting down and broke their hip bone. They That's died to yeah. someone breathing heavily. <laughs> well, well, no. So I feel like they should have. They have that burrow trigger. But you know what they should have? What's the thing that the scribe has where it reduces the damage and then it buries? Uh, that's a, a that's a look. That's a defensive trigger. Um, it's also bet, uh, bet Noir has that. Bet Noir has that too. Yeah, yeah. It's called. Hold on, we're gonna look it up real I quick. What it is, but definitely they should have that. It's called fade. It's called fade away. So it doesn't quite fit fluff wise, probably, but. I think that would make it where it's not going to get one-shotted and then it might be worth bringing. Right. I agree. But it doesn't have any... Literally, it's this thing... Like, I look at the Liza and then I look at this model and go, whoever made this model hated it. Well, <laughs> I mean, it kind of looks like a, like poop as well. It, it's just this... <laughs> Like, I wish it. I wish it would look like... Uh, what was that one cartoon that had, like, the Mole Man as the bad guy? And he had Talk the gog. Yeah. Maybe it was Despicable Me. Was that it? It's the impossible. No, it was the impossible. Or Incredibles. Yeah. Incredible. Sorry, yeah, Incredibles. Incredible. Yeah, and the mole man. He had the goggles he wasn't and the stuff. Bad guy. He was just like the comic relief. But yeah. Yeah. The underminer. Yes. Yeah. So, so I wish the model would look more like that than this weird creature thing. 
But I get um, it. It's a it's chimera. It has to be a creature. I get it. And it has to be awful, apparently. Like <laughs> I am not. I'm sorry, Chris, but I don't see it. Like, oh tunneling. No, oh, yeah. it's a horrible model. It's oh. a horrible model. <laughs> I'm not trying to save it or anything. It's you bad. literally tried to save it with he the tried. tunneling ability. It has a, it has a ten inch move that ignores line of sight, but that's it. That's literally it. I mean, technically speaking, if we're specific, it's eleven inches, blah blah blah. I'm sorry, it's yeah, so annoying. No, you're right. oh. yeah. Yep. It's so aggravating. Uh, you want to know what? Instead of talking terrain, because I feel like that's going to be a whole episode on itself, I feel like we should just bullshit this last like 10, 20 minutes or whatever. Okay. I mean, do you have another model? Terrain should just be an episode all by itself, just we, because I mean, there's a lot to talk about there. How to set up terrain, how to use terrain, stuff like that. Yeah, we should actually talk about like when you're starting, like, when you're starting out as a, as a player, what do you want as terrain, actually? We should, like, actually have an episode. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I, I'm not going to rush through it because I want to have it there for as a reference to people that are new, just to give them some basic ideas on, you know, what, what you should do, how much to use, uh, how you can use it with your crew, how it affects selection, uh, just all that kind of stuff. So I think we'll do a special episode on that, and we'll just spend the last 10 minutes here or so just kind of bullshitting a little bit. <laughs> I mean, we we always have to try to fix a model because that's honest to God, they're so. Uh. Well, we're kind of talking about tur- like our tournament results, so I actually want to kind of keep it on okay. on that topic as far as that goes. But I mean, we're we're all kind of. I mean, you're doing the online tournaments, Dixon. Chris yep. and I are going from place to place. Yep. Uh, we have another Malifaux tournament. I know that I'm putting on in Greenville in September. Mm. Uh, info on that will be up soon for people to. Hopefully we can get a good mount there. There's a new store popping up that we're going to throw this tournament in. So really excited for that. I'd like to talk about my last game then for, of the of this tournament. Yeah, sure. So was that the one you said you lost 5-4? 6-5. I lost 6-5. Six, six, uh, I played against uh, Vladislav Korolov. There's a video out there. I got salty at the end. So that's the reason why. No. Oh, no. dude. It was recorded? It was recorded. It's it's on. It's going to be on YouTube soonish if not already. Uh, but yeah, what was, was, what was the pool? So the pool was, let me see if I can open it up real quick, but it was Titania versus Marcus, me using Titania. I tell you what, I'm surprised. Marcus apparently has a lot of playability in two. I've seen him a lot. In, two, in GG2, yes, because you don't have to kill. You don't have to sit, be in the center. That's yeah. 100% why he won uh, on top of like a couple of things that happened. Like it wasn't like super lucky in every aspect because I... I didn't get super lucky in anything, and he, he, he got super lucky on only one thing. But that got one it. thing made the difference in two points, and that's why I got salty towards the end because I was like, I can't believe this happened. And then he was playing a little why? bit slower. Dude, he was playing a little bit slower too, so you know how it is. Like I eventually lost my uh, You don't got to tell me about that. He was like 30 minutes to the to the last turn, and I'm like, dude, for the love of God, you played like two hours of this game. Out of the game time that we played of two and a half hours, it felt as if had, he had played two hours and I had played 30 minutes. Yep. And I was just salty as hell. I'm pretty sure it's not the case. It was probably close to But 20. that's what it felt like. But I'm it felt time, like I didn't get to it. play. Yeah. I'm going to time it watching the video. Well, and, and there's sometimes... Exactly half and half. When you have your crew practice, because I feel like Titania for you, Dixon, is yeah. a lot like Maw for me right now. Yes. Where Maw, I can do my activations pretty quick. Like yes. once I decide what I'm doing, it's just boom, 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 that's done. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. And then it. you play somebody who's putting in the tank and thinking a lot, and you're just sitting there like, for the love of God, <laughs> move a model. That's exactly it. Like I, I was fine for the first like 
two turns. I was fine. Turn three, I started getting like, come on, man. Like, you can't do this every single activation. And I was like, he, he took like a minute or two of thinking every single activation. Well, and then I had to like, ask- make up for it a little bit. So before you get into the pool a little bit there, yeah. what are some tips that you can use when you're playing against somebody who's taking longer times? For me, it starts off with just some kind of like funny side comments. Right. And you're kind of sitting there. And <laughs> I know when I was playing Jesse, I dropped a couple of just funny lines like boom, 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 done. I'm like, haha, it's back on you. And just stuff like that to try and... loosely kind of make fun of it, but also point out in a fun way that I'm moving faster than you. I need you to move along a little bit. Yeah, no, I turned three. I started saying things like, I'm trying to see if we can finish the game. Uh, Yeah, we're like almost like, yeah, that that kind of stuff is what I was saying, because like, like at turn three, we were like an hour and 45 minutes in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, come on. Like, I know for a fact that we can play this a little bit faster. There's not that many models on the table. Just anyway. Th- but yeah, that's it. That was, it. it was like, just trying to like, well, keep, and there was a point too where I know in my game, Jesse was like, well, it looks like we're only going to get to three. I'm like, well, if we pick it up a little bit, you know, let's try to get four. Like, let's try and get to another turn. Yeah. At so least. yeah. And I think that's, you're not being mean in that way, but you're pointing out that you want to pick up the pace. You want to get to another turn. You want to play the game, right? That's yeah. a big thing. I mean, if you end it on turn three, that means that there's potentially two points that you just never even picked up. Yeah, Chris, what do you do for slow play? You yelled at me in our tournament when I was playing Dreamer. <laughs> he literally yelled at me. <laughs> I felt attacked. I did, absolutely, because I was just like, hey, for the love of God, you have to go. I was playing Dreamer, and I was in the tank trying to think of how to score points, and Chris is yelling at me. Like, 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 move your ass! It's Jesus. been 15 minutes. You're just sitting here staring at the damn models, Pete. Come on. Move your ass. Let's go. Pick it up! Let's do this! Let's fucking go! So wow. I'm sending you guys the the picture. I, at the same time, I'm going to be looking at it, obviously. Uh, it is... Turf, it's flank deployment, first of all, so we're literally very close to each other. Uh, it's turf war, and the schemes are breakthrough, death bits, hidden martyrs, spread them out, and bait and switch. Okay. Right out the gate, I can tell you right now, I'm not doing bait and switch. Like, just straight up. I'm not doing bait and switch against against Marcus with cats. All the animals. <laughs> oh, hell no. He's going to be in my deployment on turn one. Like, yeah. I was like nah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if it was me thinking about what you would do, you probably took deathbeds as one, I'm guessing. No. No? What'd you take? I actually scored both of mine at least one point. I, I took, um, if I remember, it was Hidden Martyrs and Breakthrough. Okay. I can see Breakthrough. You're, you're yeah. fast enough. Yep. That's why. I... Well, and people need to realize, too, when it's either flank or wedge deployment, Breakthrough's not hard. You get a fast model up there quick and just drop a scheme, you're good. Hell yeah. Okay, so so Marcus and people that don't know Marcus that well, he's trying to put these upgrades on the animals and and go attack things and move quick. Right. That's kind of what Marcus does. Right. And honest to God, I I had to switch out real quick uh, because my list was actually uh two wall guys and then i saw he was playing marcus i was like nah i have to defend so that means that every single person in my crew it was uh my crew was titania 
Rex, um, the emissary, Gora, obviously, because I have to bring it obli obligated. Uh, and then it was supposed to be Rougarou and two wall guys. I took out those three models and put in Bowman and a mature Nephilim. And the main reason for that is because I knew for a fact that I could not outspeed him. So I needed to be able to hit him really hard when I caught up to him. And that's it. That's really why I made those changes. So I picked Breakthrough and Hidden Martyrs. I fully scored Breakthrough. And I scored only one point of Hidden Martyrs. And I scored two points of the strategy. That's my five. But, dude, I got to tell you, like, round one, maneuver, maneuver, try to, like, catch each other. And he puts a cat, like, right smacked up in the, in the middle of my crew. And Titania goes and just tries to kill something real quick. And I failed to do it because reasons, right? But, dude, the cat that I hit, he prevented throughout the game 11 points of damage. And he healed that cat for 7 damage. Well, dude, I, I hear from people that are playing Marcus and stuff that those cats are actually pretty good in this, in this gaining grounds, too. I don't think that him flipping severe twice, moderate once, and then <laughs> like I don't think that is specifically you know because like he 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 prevented a bunch of attacks and like I think it was three of them were were weak or something like that, and then the, like he just used up all his soul stones. I know for yeah. a fact on that one fucking cat. <laughs> I mean, it has it has leap, which is pretty good, right? Any model that has leap, I'm a fan of. Yeah, uh, it's three, four, five, so it's min three, and it mm -hmm. it can heal. It's so was it getting the tear off a bite trigger then a bunch? Nope, not once. Oh, so no, he was healing it. He was healing it through Miranda, and because oh. of the upgrades, he gets. I believe he heals plus one or something based on that. No, he was. He had a good hand. Turns one, two, and four. And he definitely used it to its uh, to its uh, benefit. I had a good hand, yeah. two, three, and uh, that's it. Two and three, I had good hands. So I was able to battle him on turn two, and I was able to overturn it on turn three, but then he got it right back on four and five. And yeah. He, yeah, his crew, if I remember from memory, because I, I don't remember it very well, he had a saboteur, which was bait, and I took it hook, line, and sinker. That was on me. Um, he had two cats, one of them with the, uh, I can use soul stones thingy, the upgrade. <laughs> and I had, and he had Miranda with the same upgrade because when Miranda turns into an animal, she loses the ability to have soul stones. Yeah. So he kept it on that way. And then I don't remember the rest of his list. I really wish I could. Okay. Yeah. But the reason why I said that it was bait, uh, the saboteur is that he was one of his, uh, hidden martyrs. And the cat that I was killing was the other one. And yeah. because the cat survived <laughs> that much fucking damage, uh, he got the one point. Well, and not only that, but anytime you see somebody run a model just that probably shouldn't run into a model. Right. And Hidden Martyrs is a scheme. You might want to think about, okay, do I really need to kill this model or can I ignore it? Right. Uh, I, know, I know I did that in round three of my game. Uh, with uh, I ran an iron skeeter into bad juju, mm -hmm. and it was for two reasons one, because I wanted to slow bad juju down from scoring points, but also I figured, hey, why not just get this model killed and score my uh hidden martyr? Yep, and yep. it worked. I got <laughs> points. Yep. That being said, though, key moments of the game that 
people need to be aware of. I did originally. I did it right. I put my uh, Metasaurus Rex completely on one of the quadrants that he had, where yeah. he had his uh, turf war marker already on. And I was like, all right, if he kills the Metasaurus Rex, then that one turns off, right? And then uh, he started attacking me, so I started doing the quote unquote smart thing and scampering away from him, mm-hmm. so that he can't attack me multiple times. He turned Miranda into a bear. The bear was already below <laughs> half health, so it's doing yeah. plus one damage. He triple plus on damage to get finally a straight flip on my Malosaurus Rex. Think about that for a second. A triple plus on damage to finally get straight flip on the Malosaurus Rex and hit it for six damage when he was yeah. at, at half health. I was like, oh, damn, that was impressive. I, I, I was like, all right, it feels really bad, but not looking back at it, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, that was incredible. Yeah, that's game. good. It was a good the only, And I think, actually, now that I'm looking at it, yeah. I'm trying to remember, I think, I think I've seen some people, and Dixon, I don't know if that you were one of these, mm. but I know there were some people talking about bringing Titania mm. and then bringing Marcus as a second master. I did that. Yeah. Flying, flying dinosaurs. That I, seems good. To to give credit, Maeve is the one that uh, gave me the idea. She she yeah. told me the idea, and I was like, I want to do that so bad. I want to <laughs> do that so bad. And, I, and then the opportunity came up because there was a a double masters tournament uh, online, and I just like I signed right in, and oh my gosh, it was everything that I could have hoped for. <laughs> Dear Tay, oh. Uh, so since you lost that, Dixon, mm-hmm. is there another round or are you done done? Well, no, we're done for this month. Uh, they're scoring up, but it looks like I'm I'm still in because he's a number six, uh, 16 seed and I was number 15. Uh, so we're not really losing to each other. But the reason why I was upset is because if I didn't beat him, there was no chance or almost no chance as far as I remember for Angel to make it in. Like Angel now... Cannot make it to the top 16, if I remember correctly. So it, it is, is it not? So is it like a normal tournament where it's like you lose and now you play kind of like in the loser's bracket? Or is it like, I, I don't know how the tournament's formatted for the World Series. So for the World Series, they it looks... It's not a I, one and done? No, I think it is a double elimination tournament. Cause okay. I, but that's what it looks like. Because instead of having just four rounds, they have eight rounds. Okay. Uh, eight or actually more rounds, but yeah, like I, I was looking at it, they have a, like, an entire double brackets uh, series up, and they tell you who you're playing against. Like I already know m- my opponent. If nothing changes on the scoring system, I'm gonna be playing against the 12th place. So that's gotta be interesting. So you said that after this, you're gonna start looking at guild, right? Hell yes. So, w- w- what are you interested in guild? going into tournaments in the in the fall or whenever you start picking them up uh there's two masters that i want to figure out as a challenge which is lucius and perdita i'm excited to play again lady justice and sonia and obviously you know i'm gonna play the other masters dashel hoffman and stuff but i'm more interested in lady j sonia and the two guys that i said Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nelly, Nelly is awesome, and I already know how to play her fairly well, and I'm, I'm actually happy with her. But I really want to figure out Lucius in Guild. 
Cool, cool. Awesome. Lucius is nasty. He is <laughs> he is nasty with like good beaters. That's the problem. I don't I haven't been able to figure it out in guild. I figured it out in Neverborn. He was fucking amazing in Neverborn. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, oh my matures get all of the actions in the world. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet zombie Jesus. <laughs> oh, so good. It's gonna be interesting to see what what you do with guild. I know there's a lot of people that play them that like them, and some people can really um, unlock some cool things with them. So I'm kind of really interested to see what you do with them. Yeah, me too. Me too. Definitely. I, like I said, Lady Justice is already like like a solid for me in tournaments. So I'm definitely happy to play her again. And Sonya Crit, I don't know why people think she's bad sometimes. I think against Resser, she's going to be so good. And I haven't tried her against Explorer now that I think about it. Uh, what do you think about that, Chris? How do you feel about a Sonya Crid? I don't even know if Chris knows what Sonya does. Really? Yeah, I haven't played against Sonya. She's the fire. Is she the fire one? That's the fire one. Yep. The reason I asked this because I think she's really good against Jetsa. Do you remove conditions? Uh, yeah, I can with Sophie. Sophie can. Okay, so I have to kill Sophie. Is what you're saying? Yeah, and Sophie's super easy to kill. So. Yeah, you just got to kill Sophie like three times. Really. Well, yeah, because of the life tokens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. You're like, oh, I can kill Sophie. Oh, he has like three life tokens. I guess I got to kill her like four times. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. Not really. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, every time that you kill her, stuff happens. So yeah. I can push her a little bit away. You know, I can make it to where that uh, next time she takes damage, she doesn't suffer any damage. Yeah, she's she she's doesn't cry. suffer damage. How the hell do you? Oh, that's right. That, that's uh, yeah. The next time she right. suffers damage, reduce the damage to zero. That's a Jetsa thing. I forgot about that. Yep, feels good. Oh my god, kill myself. Yep, and <laughs> I get to cycle a card, and you know, there's just a whole slew of things that happen. And I keep her towards the back. You that's know, some bullshit. That's what you're saying. You're already getting up into my face. That's some bullshit. I'm still going to set her on fire, but I'm going to figure it out now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. So Jetsa can uh, remove conditions on uh, her heal. So all she has to do is get a tome trigger, uh, four of tomes. And then Sophie could, uh, she puts up her uh, camp by candlelight. And any model that ends at activation uh, within six of her can discard a card. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm looking at Jetsa trying to figure out how to kill uh, Sophie now. That's uh, Yeah, so and then Sophie could, uh, like I was saying, camp by candlelight. Any uh, any model friendly, after another friendly model ends their activation within six inches, I could discard a card to end the condition on that friendly model. You ignore hazardous terrain as well? I don't ignore hazardous terrain. Oh, uh, I ignore uh, severe <laughs> terrain. Well, and and the thing you can do is I've done it before with Sophie where you can attack and kill her and just make it to make it a decision point where they're like, okay, am I going to keep healing my totem and wasting my life tokens or am I going to save it for, you know, other important things? So you can use Sophie to try and suck out the life tokens. And then once once they're out or low, then go ahead and kill something else. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't worked very well yet, but it's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's Sophie. Yeah, I thought you were Sophie talking about it as it working. 
Yeah, no, so well, so it, 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 it has it has worked to an extent. Mm-hmm. I I mean, the problem is then as soon as something else dies, he gets one. So even if you kill Sophie, then he gets one, and now he has like two or one. So that's kind of the problem with it. Is it kind of works, but when it does work, you just get a life token on Jensa. So mm. I mean, it is what it is. The entire crew is a problem. Damn. Yeah, the biggest thing is just get them out of the six inches and then kill it. But some people that's have it. easier that's times exactly doing that. What it is? Yeah, and I was surprised that uh, when I went up against Zoraida, he didn't do that. O- obey him out of the six obey inch. Him out of the six inch. Yeah. Hey, Sophie, come here. No. He, t- he tried doing that to Mikhail, <laughs> and I actually I gave him a redo. He did oh. it, and I was like, "Okay, Mikhail's just not going to do anything." Yeah. And he was like, "What?" No. <laughs> I'm obeying you, and I'm like, yeah, but I have. Uh, what is I'm choosing to say Unyielding. no. I'm yeah. choosing to say no. Yeah. So, like, but then I was like, body re- his choice. You could redo it if you would like, and he definitely jumped on that. But yeah, that's that's a <laughs> that's an interesting thing. Like, you can still target him and go through the entire process, and then still be like, and nothing happens. Yeah, and <laughs> no, that's so dumb. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. I told him because he flipped over. He flipped like a, uh, like a, a nine and a thirteen, and he got it off. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to do anything. And I was like, I'll tell you what, I'll let you redo that, but you got to keep your cards flipped. Did he at any point in time hex you or poison fate you? Uh, yeah, I mean, he tried hexing me quite a bit. Okay, what about poison fate? No, he didn't use poison fate hardly at all. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what? You know that that's how you murder people with Sarita, though, right? I just want to make sure that because like a lot of people are not aware, you put a poison fate on somebody, and you attack them a lot, and then you re- refill everybody's hand, and you just keep attacking that one model. That model is gonna die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you well, even have so, to hit him. So <laughs> you, could, you could tell that he didn't have a lot of like a lot of a lot of reps in the Zoraida because he also didn't uh, use uh, reading the cards at all mm. at all. And which I was surprised because I was just like, I forget about it too, and I played. I'm not gonna remind them. I'm not gonna keep reminding them. I'm right. Okay, that's like that's your best weapon. Like looking at my whenever I cheat, looking at my next card, seeing Mm -hmm. a one and keeping it on there. Yep. And then I have to cheat again. It just keeps looking at my top card. Yeah. I love using it. um, Yeah, I love using it on myself only when I'm, uh, what you call it, when I'm trying to prevent damage, but. you're right. Like it's it's so super powerful just to be like, oh, okay. So now I look at your deck. All right, scar that twelve. And they're like, no, that twelve, yeah. that thirteen. Why? It's <laughs> just yeah. It's just light of sight too. So there's no range restrictions. Yeah. My favorite time that oh, this is so beautiful. Uh, I look on top of the deck. It's a black joker. I put it. I said, I was like, all right, I'll put it back in. Uh, I'm gonna attack you. You're in sight concealment. I am not going to uh, stone to get a straight. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like you'll like, be fine you'll be all right don't worry about it <laughs> oh it's so funny well any last minute thoughts on tournaments events or anything else you can think as far as your faction yeah if you're going to a tournament play the game make sure that you play the game get the points get the points remember you you have to get the strategy each turn you can otherwise you're just missing out also, don't try not to get salty because I'm pretty sure I could have figured out how to make that two-point differential if I wasn't so salty. 
Yeah, and you really have to challenge yourself because, like I said, in that Nakima game, I could have easily just thrown in the towel and started making some really egregious decisions. But you just got to look at, okay, this was bad. Let's move forward, get some points, which can definitely be tough in uh, those situations. Those flashbacks will make you do terrible choices. Well, so I did. I started thinking, like, as soon as we got to turn two and things were looking really bad, I mean, I killed Nakima, but things were still looking pretty bad, especially after I lost both my Soulstone Miners and the Bokor. I was sitting there in my head thinking of all the Bayou talk that we do on the Messenger channel where everybody's bitching about Nakima. And I'm sitting there thinking, can Bayou beat Nakima? I'm going to lose to Nakima again. How do I beat the stupid crew? And instead of going down that road, I I was like, no, shake it off. This game's not over yet. And ended up getting a win out of it, barely. <laughs> but that's all the W. That's all that matters. No, I mean, you figure it out. That's the thing. Figure it because I see it that way. You figure out how to, you know, you, you see the line, the path to winning. It's like, can I get there? Yeah. So I do want to shout out, though, before we uh, wrap this thing up. So there, the next Malifaux tournament that I know Chris and I are going to be at is going to be on September 18th. And that is at the new store in Greenville, South Carolina. It's a game castle, which is awesome because if you've been to Greenville, Borderlands is a cool store, but they don't always cater the best to miniature gaming. And they usually close super early. I think most times they close at like seven. So yeah, it's kind of lame. But Fuck. yeah, Greencastle, my buddy Jake Smith is running events at Greencastle and his goal is to do tabletop events or demos every weekend. So whether it's going to be a 40K, whether it's Malifaux, uh, Infinity, his goal is to run events for the store and the store is totally on board with it. They want to build a community. So they actually ordered a crap ton of Malifaux like crew boxes. I got Jake to order I think at least two crew boxes for each uh, faction as long as like two support boxes. So yeah. And it's going to be decent boxes because I kind of pointed it out for him. So they're cool models, cool crews, and the event's going to be cool. He's going to be running it with me kind of assisting with some of the rules and setup and stuff, but it's going to be a fun tournament. You should definitely check it out. All the folks in North Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina, even Florida, Come on up to Greenville and and we'll get some uh, get some games in on the 18th of September. I'll so, be ready with my phone to get those live updates and to answer that's, rules. That's questions. right. That's right. You can be our judge by proxy. Uh, and I already did on the event page. We did post the pools already. So go ahead and uh, check that out. Uh, I'm going to be advertising this. So in, when people start listening to this a couple weeks from now, hopefully they'll already have seen it. But if not. Go ahead and sign up. Go ahead and get your games into practice for the uh, pools, and we'll see you on the 18th, hopefully. All right, boys, but I think with that being said, we're going to go ahead and flip cards, flip tables. No rage quits this time, but have a good night. Good night. Take care.